Agents Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Espresso Agent. The key to success in real estate is confidence, especially when it comes time to call prospects. Espresso Agent gives you that confidence with the best for sale by owners and expired contacts delivered directly to your inbox seven days a week. Up to 90% of our contacts have phone numbers and the most cell phone numbers on the market. Every day, you can dial with confidence when you dial with Espresso Agent. Visit EspressoAgent.com forward slash agents. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of the Lab Code Agents podcast. And today, once again, I get to interview somebody that I met a whopping 10 minutes ago, which means... I am learning just like you are, and this one's going to be interesting because this is not a topic that we talk about on the podcast or in real estate every single day, and I'm going to intro him uh, with some of his credentials. So first of all, he is a Marine Corps veteran, which I know will hit home with many of you. He has extensive experience in real estate between flipping and property management actually had a print manufacturing company, which probably has nothing to do with real estate, uh, has owned 300 plus rental properties in his portfolio, is a real estate agent. He's now a public speaker, author of a book called Business Credit, and today is the director of business development for Credit Suite. He, ladies and gentlemen, is an expert on the topic of business credit how to build business credit that is not tied to your social security number. And you as a real estate agent need to understand this because most of us end up one time or another in our life screwing up our credit. We end up in bankruptcy. We owe a ton of money to the IRS. And what you're going to learn today is going to help you navigate around that. Welcome to the show, Stephen Weibel. Hey, Jeff, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. And it's good to have you here. And so, you know, I don't think you're a common name in our world. So I want you to introduce yourself to our audience and let them know kind of who you are, your upbringing in the business and give us a little bit deeper dive into understanding who you are. Sure. Okay. Like you said, my name's Steven Weibel. Just call me Steve, unless you're mad at me and you're my wife or my mother. Uh, (laughs) And I hail from the Philadelphia area, actually South Jersey in particular. And I knew nothing about real estate, nothing at all. Joined the Marine Corps when I was 18 years old out of high school because my dad fired me and did my time and got back out, went back into the printing industry, which was my family, my father, his father was in it. Figured out that I was a decent salesperson and ended up leaving my father and starting my own company, built it up and we sold it, my partner and I, and had a non-compete and decided to go into real estate one day, real estate investing. I wanted to buy rental properties. Uh, my brother, Jeff, ironically, was uh, was already doing that, and he showed me what he's doing, and I looked at it and said, well, let's scale this. Let's let's take it to another level. Let's see how we can do it. So we bought our first deal. Our first deal, I bought 27 properties, wow. one deal. Wow. At the table, we closed. I cashed out. I believe it was 500000 at the table when I bought it. So we were on our way. And we, I think we sold half, pay off the loan, and we ended up owning half, owning half of them outright. Anyhow, so so that got us into our career of buying, fixing up, and renting. Uh, and then we decided maybe what we would do is start fixing them up and selling them to other real estate investors, which worked out really well. Then suburbs and the whole deal. And then in 2008, 
I'm sure this didn't affect anybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a little thing called a market correction, and it did a number on me. Uh, but prior to that, I got my license because I was advertising on TV for, uh, for Motivated Home Sellers. And we were getting calls from everybody from, you know, foreclosed, pre-foreclosures to just regular home sellers. And I was walking out of a beautiful Center Hall Colonial in South Jersey, worth at the time around 300000 And I got to the end of the sidewalk, getting ready to get in my car, disappointed that I couldn't buy this property because they had plenty of equity, weren't distressed, didn't need to sell it. And I got there and realized, my God, if I had a license, I could have listed them. That's $10,000. Now, keep in mind, I was buying and flipping properties for like 25000 selling for fifty. So 10000 was a lot. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I went and got my license and within uh within two years I was in top five teams in New Jersey for Remax. Wow. Sold a lot of homes. I think our first year we sold 150 properties. And I'm not talking about my own, I'm talking about other properties. So I got to know the real estate business real well. And then the crash happened. Moved to Florida, got my license in Florida, was working here, and I'd run into something I'd never run into in New Jersey. Now New Jersey you get snowstorms, it slows down the business for a week or two, right? You know, whatever. Summer, people go down to shore. I never heard of a hurricane shutting down real estate. <laughs> and they have something called the box. And when any, all of you agents who are here in the South understand this, when you get a hurricane in the box, you can't get insurance. And the box is way, way, way offshore, days and days away. Unfortunately, in 2000, was this 20, 2018, we had seven in a row weekly. Wow. They never hit. Only one actually hit Tampa, but there was seven weeks in a row of, I can't have a closing. I can't have a closing. I can't. So I went seven weeks without a closing. And <laughs> that's difficult for anybody. Yeah. So anyhow, so I look for a job or looking for a job for the first time in my life. I found this company and loved what they did. And we're going to get into why I love what they did, but uh, they teach something that's unheard of. And unfortunately, it's unknown, and yet it should. It's known by all the big companies, but none of the small companies. So when I had an opportunity to work here and get to help people, it really excited me. So I took the job, and, and here we are. You know, long story short. Uh, so that's how I ended up in the business credit world. Cool, awesome. All right. So, so how many years were you actually selling real estate? Oh, uh, well, technically, I still am. I still have my license, and every once in a while, I'll do an open house just for for giggles. Two thousand. 2098 is when I started selling real estate. So, wow. okay. It's been a while. Wow. Long time. <laughs> it's been a minute. Okay. Awesome. Enough awesome. to owe the IRS money lots of times that I had to pay back. <laughs> <laughs> well, and that, and then, okay, so great segue, great segue. So, a, as it relates to real estate, uh, obviously, so you, you have the background, you understand from a real estate agent's perspective. That's who's listening to this show. Uh, so, let's just start with the basics. You know, what is business credit. Like we all know about what's my FICO score and how do I maintain my credit. But let's talk about business credit. What is it? Well, let's give you the pure definition first. Business credit is credit that's tied to your business, not to you personally. So it's your your business's ability to stand on its own two feet. So it can get credit, it being the entity, the business, whether you're, a sole, whether you're not a sole proprietor, whether you're a single owner LLC or an S corporation, your business can generate credit in the business name that you do not personally guarantee or sign for. It does not affect, nor does it report on your personal credit. That's truly what business credit is. So, and, and so I guess we should probably backtrack here for a second and say that, hey, if you're a real estate agent and don't have an LLC or an S corp, you should probably get one. 
Absolutely. Uh, I know, and, and we discussed this earlier, Jeff. I know being licensed in multiple states that every state has different regulations. New Jersey, for example, you cannot be an LLC. You can only be licensed under your individual name. Uh, Florida, I can be licensed as an LLC or even an S corporation. Actually, there's like five different ways I could be licensed. However, that doesn't mean you can't start an LLC and run all of your expenses through that LLC. Because I'm sure a lot of you are writing off your office at home. Uh, you write off your cell phone. You write off your car. You write off. You write off. You write off. But you're probably all running it under your personal name. Yeah. Right. Yep. So, so the first thing I would do, I don't care where I'm licensed, is start an LLC, even if it's just you know SWLLC, whatever. It doesn't matter. It really yep. doesn't matter. Um, <clears throat> actually, it does matter. I, you know, I misspoke. Let me apologize for that. When naming your LLC, for those of you who haven't done this yet or thinking about it, when you're naming your LLC, what you never want to do from a credit point of view is pigeonhole yourself. And what I mean by that is lenders and creditors have what's known as high-risk industries. Real estate, unfortunately, is one of them. Okay. Now, they're particularly talking about real estate flipping, but if you put real estate in the title of your company, you're going to be pigeonholed as high-risk right away without them ever looking at anything else. So I, I, I tell people, look, go with something like White Oak Enterprises, you know, pick a fence enterprise. It doesn't matter. Uh, your your kid's initials LLC. So if you don't have one, I would I would recommend you start one. That's a good tip. Soon. That's a good tip. I, I wouldn't have known that. Okay, perfect. So we start an LLC or an S Corp, whatever. And of course, probably seek professional advice on what makes most sense for you. But now let's, so we've done that. Now, now what? Now what? Okay. So now you've got this LLC. You're all excited. Like, I got this business. What do I do with it? Well, first of all, you're going to get, if you're getting paid personally um, from your broker, if you're not a broker yourself, if you're getting paid personally, uh, run every, deposit everything in the bank, in the, in the LLC. That's why I named my LLC Stephen Weibel, comma, LLC, right? So checks were made out to Stephen Weibel. I could deposit them in the LLC. Got in it. my case, it's Stephen Weibel, PA in Florida, but that's, that's how I did it. Uh, so everything got deposited there so that I could show that none of that money went into my personal bank account. And then I would get paid out of the business account. So okay. that's the first thing you do. You got to okay. learn, you got to have a mind shift. It's yeah. not your money. It's the company's money. Put it in the company and then take out what you need to run, you know, pay yourself accordingly. The second thing I would do, well, that's the first, that's the first thing to do is start the company. Second thing is have that mind shift. The third thing is you got to decide whether or not you're going to want credit for that company. Because if you're going to want a credit for that company, and I believe you all should, there's some things, some steps you're going to have to take. And if you don't mind, I'm going to dive into them a little bit because these are real important. Sure. Yeah. Of course. So the first thing we talked about the name, you want to have it as vanilla as possible. There are certain gates or locks that creditors and lenders have when approving companies for business credit. There's a reason they've set these gates up. Because 50% of credit applications are fraudulent now. 50% of online applications and almost all credit applications are done online now. I'm sure you're aware. Yeah. We've, all, we've all put in an application for a credit card and when we get that instant approval or that pop-up, we'll send you a letter in 30 days. We know that's usually not good news. Right. Um, so obviously no one's looked at that application because it's done in what? Five-tenths of a second? Correct. Or under a minute. It's all done through artificial intelligence. So they set up these algorithms. And in the business credit world, what they're really looking for is fraud. So their way of detecting fraud are certain, like I said, these certain gates. And they start with your email address. Now, I can tell you right now, and I'm giving out my personal email address. It's stevensellshomes at gmail.com. I would fail. 
I would automatically be denied with that email. And I'm Why? sure a lot of your listeners use Gmail and Yahoo and whatever. Why? Uh, because it's easy. It's free. But what they're looking for, lenders are looking to see if you're a legitimate business. Remember, they're trying to detect fraud. So fraudulent companies won't go set up a real website. Fraudulent uh, applications won't go set up a, a legitimate email. Like I had info at sold in 73 days.com. So I used to say, your home sold in 73 days guaranteed or I'll buy it. I'm an old Craig Proctor fan. Okay. I don't know if you've ever heard, I'm sure you've heard of Craig Proctor. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I was a platinum member for years. <laughs> so, so info at sold in 73 days as opposed to sold in 73 days at Gmail. Make sense? Mm -hmm. Got it. That's the very first thing it catches. Interesting. The, the second thing it's going to catch, and I'm guilty of this as well, we all have our signs. In every state, again, it's different. In New Jersey, you had to have the broker's phone number large, and then you could have a small my cell number on there. In Florida, it's not that way. You can just put your number. So I had a Google number, virtual phone number forwarded to my cell. That's the right street, but the wrong direction. Google owns that number. You don't. You're not paying for it. What you want is a phone number from a company like Grasshopper. I'm sure you've heard the commercials for Grasshopper or Ring Central or mm -hmm. someone like that. And then that number has to be listed with the National 411 database. Now, I don't know how old you are, Jeff, but I'm assuming you're close enough to remember picking up the phone on the wall where you dial 411 and ask for Joe's Pizza down the street. Uh, barely, but yes. Barely, but yeah, okay. So I'm old enough to remember not only picking up the phone, but dialing this way. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyhow, that database still exists today. And it's the first thing that artificial intelligence checks. Or second thing, are you listed? If you're not, you're not a legitimate business. Interesting. You're denied. Yeah. Right? So now you've got your phone number. You've got your email address. They used to look for websites. That's kind of been gone to the wayside now. Uh, the third thing is the address. Now, a lot of, and I'm talking to real estate investors now, a lot of real estate investors like to use P.O. boxes for obvious reasons. They don't want their tenants knowing where they live. Mm -hmm. I get it. However, that is a big red flag when borrowing money. And I always turn it around then. If I came to you and said, hey, I'd like to borrow $10,000. My phone number is a throwaway cell phone. My email is, I'm going to rip you off at yahoo.com. And, and my address is PO box one, two, three, four. I'm going to rip you off again. Right. Yeah. Would you be comfortable giving me 10 grand? Right. How are you going to find me? Correct. Right. So what we recommend is you go with either your home. If you don't want to use your home, that's the lowest category. You would go with a virtual office, like a Regis or an Alliance, someone along those lines, or if you can actually have a commercial building. All right. Now I know real estate agents aren't going to go out and buy their own commercial building. I get that. Right. Uh, they're probably working out of their broker's office. Unfortunately, that's the broker's office. You cannot share offices as a business if you're applying for credit. So you're going to want your own address. Next thing would be uh, like, the why can't number. you why can't you use your home address though? You can. Oh no, you absolutely can. I said okay. some investors don't want to give don't that out. To. Gotcha. But absolutely, in in the business credit world, there are three grades for address. Commercial is an A. Virtual is a B. And then your home is a C. Everything else fails. P.O. box, UPS box, Cousin Joey's grocery store with the back office, it all fails. Got it. Okay. So those are, those are the three main things that they're going to look for. And if you can pass through that, you're going to get approved. And you're going to get it approved quickly. What I love about business credit, and anybody out here who's ever built their personal credit knows it takes a long time. It's not something you do overnight. Mm -hmm. Business it's like, credit. It's like losing weight. Yeah, it's easy, it's exactly. easy to gain. It's easy to gain. It's impossible to lose and credit. Right. It's easy to destroy it and it's impossible to build it back up. Right. Exactly. Well, business credit's a little different. You're going to start off with $1,000 limits typically. 
So you're going to get approved to buy, let's say, I don't know, office supplies or or you're going to get a gas card or, you know, computer, something along those lines. Once that reports to your business credit profile, you're going to apply for the next set, the higher level, we'll call it. And that, those approvals are going to go from 1000 to 2500 or higher right away. You could build up, typically I see between fifty dollars and $100,000 within six months. Now, how hard would it be built to build fifty dollars to $100,000 in personal credit right. if you were starting off at zero? Yeah, very difficult. Take a long, 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 yes. long time, mm -hmm. right? So that's what's great about business credit. And you're going to get credit for things like, uh, I'm trying to think of what would a real estate agent use, like your vehicle. You know, if this was a TV, if this was a live audience, the first thing I would ask every real estate agent, how many people are out there driving their own car that's in their name yeah. for business? And I would get 99% would raise their hand. Yeah. And my first thought is why? Why would you put your personal credit on the line to drive a vehicle for your business? Because it is a business. What you're doing is a business. Uh, why not get that car in the company name and don't sign for it personally? Don't have it affect your personal credit. You can do that. Does it affect my terms, though? No, it does not. Matter of fact, typically you get better terms. Okay. Typically you're going to get better terms. As a matter of fact, gas cards, one of the easiest things to get once you've got enough profile, enough business credit lines uh, reporting, uh, those numbers get ridiculous. I see people get approved for fifty dollars and $100,000 in gas, which who would ever use? Right. right? But, but be a trucker. Yeah, exactly. Right? Home Depot, one of my favorite. Home Depot and Lowe's. I had over $150,000 in credit with both of them. Wow. Now, I as an individual could never walk into Home Depot, sign for a person and get $100,000 in credit. They'd it's not going to happen. They'd give you 3000 It's exactly what they offered me, 3000 mm -hmm. So, but, but as an investor who was buying a ton from Home Depot, they had no problem issuing me twenty-five grand right out of the chute. So it's a game changer in that sense that your limits are just higher. Yeah. Significantly yeah. higher. Interesting. Uh, and, and what's great at the end of the year, and I could go into, I could spend hours talking about this. As a matter of fact, I do on webinars. <laughs> um, what, what's great about this from a real estate agent point of view, and I want everybody to know, I understand this because I've been there, and what I'm about to talk about, that three-letter agency that loves to come visit real estate agents once in a while. Mm -hmm. It's great when they come to audit you or look at you, and you can hand them all your business credit cards, all your business credit statements, and say, "Here's my expenses. It's all in the business name." Right. Yeah. Yeah. Real easy to prove that, you know, that entire vehicle was used for business. It's in yeah. the business name. It's not even in my name. Yeah. Right? Now, so, now, do you ever get the question, though, of, OK, I own the vehicle. It's my only vehicle. And sure, I use it for 75 percent business. And, but I but I asked to pick up my kids and I still take a vacation. Does that do I need to be concerned about that? Uh, well, look, I'm not an accountant, so let's just get that out, out right. Fair. But what I would do, and I did that, um, is I would just take 25% of it and, and 1099 myself as income. That's a gotcha. benefit that I received from the company. When I had my printing company, we both had company cars. That was part of our compensation package. Got it. Right? So that's income, right? Okay. That's, that's the reality of it. And again, talk to your account. I'm not an accountant. Right. Uh, and at one time, I thought I owed them a million dollars. <laughs> You're going to love this story. Impressive. You're in the mortgage business. You're oh, in the mortgage yeah. business, right? Correct. Yep. Okay. Mm -hmm. So imagine a title company, when you buy a house and when you sell it, they 1099 you for both. So I'd buy it for 100000 sell for two hundred, make $50,000, let us say, mm -hmm. but I got 1099 300000 <laughs> It's funny how that works, huh? <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't get – and the worst part is I never saw the 1099s. They were just filed. 
Yeah. So I got a phone call from the IRS and you owe us $981,000. I'm like, what? I feel like I don't owe you anything. Tell me why. And then I re- it took us a while. Forensic accounting, we figured it out. This title company is no longer around. Literally was 1099ing me when I bought and sold the property. Wow. I know. Anyhow. So yeah, that's really what business credit's about. And, and, and I don't care. Now, I will tell you, if you're, in the, if you're listening and you're in the mortgage business, good luck. You're not going to get business credit. Correct. Correct. Just not going to happen. Correct. Banks don't trust banks and lenders. Correct. Well, we're also W two, so there's not there's less of a reason to even need it necessarily. Right. Right. But but most real estate agents are ten ninety nine. Correct. And and those that own their own office absolutely should be doing this. And what's really great about it is that no one knows about it in that yeah. world. Yeah. I've gone to my board and said, "Let me come talk about this." Let me because in in Florida it's easy to be a corporation as an agent. They don't even know what I'm talking about. I have real estate agents around the country who are our partners, white label partners, who are selling our product under their name in their office, making a fortune. Because again, wow. nobody knows about it. Right. Um, it's a game changer. It really is. Wow. Very cool. Very cool. So what does it take for someone to establish this? I mean, so, you know, what, what do they have to do? And, and that, is it easy? Is, is it easy to go, to go, like you said, I mean, you, you talked about how, it's, it's completely different than personal. So, so what is it? What, what, is it, what does it take? What are the steps to go? Well, the, the first thing you have to worry about is your fundability or, or your credibility. Um, and I shared a chart with you earlier to show you that wheel. Mm-hmm. The creditors are going to look at the entire picture of you. And ironically, the very small part is personal. Very small. And I'm talking about lenders, cash lenders, like, you know, lines of credits, I think. Uh, most business credit creditors only are going to look at the business side of the wheel. But the things they're looking at are credibility issues, which we talked about. Things like your phone number, your address, mm-hmm. uh, how long you've been a business. Do you have a business bank account? There's another thing real estate agents make a mistake on. Have a business bank account. Mm-hmm. Do not run it for your personal account. Right. You, because in, in a lender's world, and I've had people call me and say this, hey, I've been in business 20 years. Great. Uh, how long? How much are we doing? Well, I'm not really doing a whole lot. Well, when did you open your bank account? Yesterday. <laughs> Guess what? You started business yesterday. Right. And they can check that now. Back in the day, you could buy shelf corporations and get away with it. Yeah, Can't now. Everything's online. They can find it instantly. So you, as far as a lender or a creditor is concerned, you are in business the day you open your business bank account. And your bank actually gives you a credit score based on that bank account, mm-hmm. one through five, depending on what your average balance is over 90 days. Uh, it's, it's, it's not that difficult to get it to a five, but the point is that they know exactly whether you have cash flow or not. They know whether you opened the business yesterday or six months ago or six years ago. They're also going to look at the type of, of, of entity you have. So I suggest LLC, but again, talk to your accountant. And whether or not you're licensed, that's a big deal too. So in my world, in Florida, my license says Stephen Weibel, dot, you know, P.A. Dot, right? So my company had to be registered Stephen Weibel, P.A. Right? It all had to match because they're looking for that congruency. Remember, they're looking for fraud. Got it. So once you're all set up properly, then you're going to go to uh, net 30 lenders or creditors. Uh, are you familiar with that term, net 30? I am, but go ahead and explain it. That's why I ask it. I figured you were going to yes, say that. So net 30 is basically you get approved for credit with someone. Uh, let's use Amazon since everybody knows who Amazon is. Mm-hmm. And they say, look, we're going to give you net 30 terms. So you're going to buy something from Amazon. They're going to ship it to you. They're going to send you an invoice. You have 30 days to pay it. So that's your initial credit. It's kind of like when somebody co-signed for you or when you had to put up you know, a secure credit card. This is a little similar. Uh, once you pay that, they'll begin reporting that 
to the business credit reporting agencies, both DMB, Experian, and Equifax, all three of them. Uh, and once you've used that, it reports, it's now there. It's just like everything else. When you open a credit card, it's now reporting. Even if you have a zero balance, it's going to report that you're current. So you would go to places, and I'll even give your listeners a clue right now. The very first one I would go to, and we recommend everyone, is a company called Quill. It's Q-U-I-L-L, quill.com. They are basically a tiny little Amazon. They sell paper towels, toilet paper, inkjet for your printers, computers, you name it. It's like business supplies. Yes, pretty much. Mm -hmm. So you can go there and buy something in the business name. They'll approve you and they'll report to Dun & Bradstreet. Unfortunately, if you're a brand new business, they'll typically ask you to pay up front the first three times. And it's a $50 minimum to get it to report. So you can't buy $5 worth of of junk. You've got to spend at least $50. Uh, But once they do, they report. And now you've got a trade line. Once you have three trade lines, Dun & Bradstreet will generate a paydex for you. A paydex is kind of like your FICO score. Okay. In in business credit world, uh, a, a Dun & Bradstreet paydex score of 80 is perfect. You would think 100, right? Sure. 80 is perfect pay. Uh, 90 is you pay early. 100 is expect to get paid early. So they're letting creditors know, hey, if you do business with this person, they're definitely going to pay you early. Interesting. All right? But an 80, an 80 is a perfect pay. Uh, in Experian, it starts at 28 which is what every business owner gets if they have no business credit at 28, which basically says you will be bankrupt. The odds are you will be bankrupt in the next 12 months. <laughs> Isn't that great? So in the personal credit world, if you have no beacon, you have no beacon, right? You have no score. Right. In the business credit world, if you have a business and you have nothing reporting, Experian reports that you are borderline bankrupt because uh-huh. they know nothing. Yeah. So they're saying you're very high risk. Now, having one trade line report for even $100 will take that 28 up to an 80 or 75 or something like that. Uh, and then suddenly you don't look high risk anymore. So that's another reason why it's so important. It actually changes how other vendors and creditors see you. Right. And if you're a real estate investor and you have liability insurance, the first thing insurance companies do when, they, uh, when you apply for liability insurance for your company is they pull your business credit report and your rates are based strictly on that. Wow. I see that all the time. Sure. People will cut their insurance rates in half just because they now have a strong business credit profile. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it's 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 really it's it's a big net. It's a massive net. But and, and I can get out of control, Jeff. I apologize. I just love oh, doing fine. it. Um, but when it comes to real estate and being a real estate agent, if you just take away all that baloney and think about things like your Visa cards, your MasterCards, your gas cards, your advertising, you're buying from Amazon, are you staging homes? Right, because mm-hmm. some real estate agents are also home stagers, right? Of course, yeah. All of the things that you need to run your business day to day, you can buy utilizing business credit and never touch your personal credit. I don't have to explain to you, and I hopefully not to your listeners, that utilization affects your score thirty percent of your score's utilization, or thirty-five, right. I think. So, wouldn't you want to keep that at zero? Yeah. Because maybe yeah. one of these days you're going to come across a deal that you're like, "Wow, I want to buy that deal and flip it and make a hundred grand." Yeah. Well, and that's when DTI comes into play and, and you and you want to keep your ratios very low. And I think people understand that. But right. when you're using your personal credit to buy all of those business things, odds are you're going to be raising that ratio higher than it necessarily needs to be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And what's what's great about it, and we have a little program called um called the UBF program. It's unsecured business financing. This is business credit that you do personally guarantee, but it doesn't report to you on your personal credit. You get up to $150,000 in 0% credit cards. So what I've seen happen, and I'm not talking out of school, my brother's allowed me to share this, he's done it, 
and he's still an active real estate agent, does really well here in Tampa. Uh, he took all his personal credit. He got approved for this UBF program. He got, I think, $80,000. Uh, anything that was on his personal credit, he transferred to the business credit cards. So his utilization is now zero. His score shot up over 800. And his business credit cards, he just pays like he normally would. And they've doubled his limits in six months. Now he's at $160,000 of credit. That's the other reason I love business credit. So Interesting. That now he's sitting on an 800 plus credit score and he went from thinking about buying a new house to building a new house. Really? Because and the you, rate he's getting is. I was just going to say, he's, so he's utilizing business credit to where you would traditionally get a mortgage. Correct. Um, or, is he, actually, or is he using it for his down payment? No, 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 no. He, what he did is he took his, his utilization on his personal cards transfer them to the business cards that he knows do not report on his personal credit. So now his utilization went from, let's say 30% oh. down to zero. From a ratio perspective for qualifying for mortgage. Right. But so now in addition to that, he has six figure credit available personally and another six figure available business wise. So technically he could buy a house yeah, <laughs> or yeah. real close to it. Right. But the point is he was trying to get himself ready to build a home. And, and you know, if you're going to build a new home, you better have better credit than, you know, an FHA 630 yeah, or 590, sure, whatever the approval is now. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it changed the game for him and he's a real estate agent. Awesome. So it, it, it's, a, it's, it's so different. I'm sure I'm confusing people. And if anybody really wants more information, I'd be happy to share a link if you want to share it. So they yeah, get the definitely. free business credit guide, whatever. Well, so, you know, now that you mention it, so it's, it's called the business, business credit, the complete step-by-step -step guide. And you wrote nah, it. No, 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 no. Don't talk about, don't talk about the book. Okay. <laughs> I'll All tell right. you why. All right. Here's what's, here's it, just like the mortgage world, business credit is fast moving. It changes constantly because the problem in our world is only 7% of creditors actually report 7%. That's it. So that we're constantly taking, people are constantly coming in and out of our program. So that book was outdated two days after it was published. Oh, wow. Yeah, because the information, it just changes. For example, one of the first vendors we had in our system was Radio Shack. When's the last time you saw one of those? Touche. Right? Mm -hmm. um, Next, you're going to say Blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, <laughs> one, of, they were my, one of my printing accounts, believe it or not. So... Key Bank was another one. We just put TD Bank in our system. They weren't in it six months ago. So it's constantly changing. You know, the theory's correct on that, but but I don't I tell people, look, don't buy my book and follow it because if you follow it, you may fail and it won't be my fault. It's just it's changed since I wrote it. Got it. Got it. Um, if they really want updated information, they can go to creditsuite.com and just get the free business guide. It's on the front page. It's no big deal. Nobody will call you. Credit suite um, and suite is S-U-I-T-E, not that's correct. Candy suite. Right, exactly. Creditsuite.com. Just just go in, ask for your free business credit builder's guide and uh, and enjoy. And, and obviously, if you ever have any questions, you can always reach out to us at info at creditsuite.com. But look, there's more to it. We Obviously, this is a podcast. We can't really dive into it. But there's so much you could do. And what's great about it is it's scalable. So you can open five LLCs, build a credit profile for all five of them. Imagine having five personal credit profiles. And they're all good. Yeah. How much credit could you generate? Sure. Yeah. Right. And obviously, um, my 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 uh, disclaimer is use your credit <laughs> wisely. Don't just use it to use it. And it is not a replacement for bad personal credit. Right. A lot of people think that that's the case. Oh, I have bad credit. I'll build a business credit profile. Mm -hmm. Well, you need to change whatever habits cause you to have bad credit. If it was an emergency, I get it. But and in my case, that's what happened to me. But since I built it up to a strong credit profile, I I keep it that way. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's not well, a replacement. 
I think to, and I think to, to put it this in somewhat perspective too is is that you know you're all real estate agents and we talk about this with so many other guests like investing in real estate. This is one of those vehicles that's going to help give you more opportunity to invest in more real estate. Absolutely. I'm going to give you a quick story so that people can can put you know this is a concept. It's sometimes easier to see it through a story, right? Mm-hmm. So we all know hard money lenders will lend you money to buy a flip right? We all know, they call it hard money for a reason, uh, that they'll also give you the money to repair it, but they're going to hold that money in escrow. Right. And you have to front the money. And that's kind of where people get tripped up. They may have enough to put some skin in the game, but they can't quite come up with enough money to rehab the property. Right? Mm-hmm. So my secret was, I would, let's say they escrowed 30000 three ten thousand $10,000 draws, I would use Home Depot, Lowe's, my visas and my MasterCards, rehab the entire property, take the whole $30,000, not pay off the credit cards, put it down on two other homes. When I sold the home, pay off the credit cards, do it again. So I used, used business credit. Um, now, I realized I was paying interest on interest. I get it. But back in the day, we were flipping properties in under 30 days. So you were paying 30 days interest. It didn't matter. Sure. But so if you don't have the cash and you always want to get into flipping properties, if you have a strong business credit profile and you have high limit credit with the type of companies you need it with, you could rehab a property without putting any money out of your pocket. It's insane. Right? And mm-hmm. where it really got slick was I would get uh, estimates from a vendor, let's say $30,000, Right to rehab a property. When I was done, it would only cost me twenty because I negotiate with Home Depot or Lowe's or whoever to buy the supplies. I negotiate with the the vendor or the contractor. Um, if I bought the supplies, what would the cost be? So I would end up making a profit on the construction. Wow. So business credit is a big deal, right? Yeah. I, t- I, I taught this at the Ohio RIA, and uh, I had a lot of people come to me and go, "Whoa." I'm going to start doing that. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I would imagine that the vast majority of people listening to this barely even knew it existed. Like, yeah, they all think, look, we've been trained. When I say we, I mean all of us, that when we see something that at least has a blank social security number on it, we yeah. fill in our social. It's just sure. a habit. Yeah. We've been taught that since we, you know, we turned 18. Right. In the business credit world, you leave that blank. Do yeah. not put your EIN number in there. That's, that's a federal crime. Never put anything under social security that isn't your social security. Uh, you just leave it blank. And what happens is you don't have to say anything. They know to run it for your business credit. Yeah. They already know. Business credit's reported based on your address, so they match up the name and the address and you're approved. Interesting. And it's great. It always shocks people. I, I everybody out here knows who Sam's Club is. You know Sam's Club will give you a traveling MasterCard with $25,000 limits. When I say traveling, that means you can use it anywhere mm-hmm. besides Sam's Club. Uh, in the business name not tied to you personally. 25,000. How many of your listeners even have a $25,000 MasterCard? Yeah, probably probably a few. Right. So, and that's just one of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of companies that will do this. Interesting. Interesting. Awesome. Well, this has been, uh, this has been eye-opening. It's, it's, um, and I'm in the credit world and um, I've never even considered it. I've owned properties. I've owned commercial. I do all, I've owned businesses and I never even thought to get business credit. Well, we have, if, if you're big into YouTube, you can go to YouTube and check out our channel. Just look up our company name on YouTube. We have 4,000 videos. We give wow. away a ton of free information. Wow. Uh, we, we have our own podcast, obviously. And, uh, and we just love helping people. Our CEO and our COO are really givers. I mean, real big time givers. Sometimes to the point where I'm like, stop, you're giving away all our information for free. Uh, but that, I do love that about the company. So if you want to learn more, you don't have to buy anything. I'm not here to sell anything. 
go check out our YouTube channel, check out our website. There's a ton of free information, even if it's just to get your, your toe in the water and kind of move down that road. Yeah. Someday you'll call and thank me or you'll thank Jeff. Yeah, or Tristan, maybe. Yeah, I mean, it's and it's interesting that you say that too, because that is really what Lab Code Agents is built around, which is all about just collaboration and giving back without expecting anything in return. And that is that is completely our motto, and that's why obviously you turned out to be a fantastic guest because you did the exact same thing, and we appreciate that. So, one more time, it's Credit Suite, so they can they can find you YouTube. Where else can they find you? Oh, we're everywhere. We're Facebook. We're, um, we're, we're Twitter. We're, I mean, I could give you all the handles, but if they just go to creditsuite.com up in the right-hand side, all of our social media links are right there. Awesome. Everything from our YouTube channel. I said, nobody's going to bother them. Uh, they can opt out. They can get the debt-free guide and opt out right away if they're not interested in getting any emails from us. But I will say this. We give away more than we should. So if you have an opportunity to get something for free, take advantage of it because it's Absolutely. valuable information. Absolutely. And Steve, and Steve if, if somebody wanted to get a hold of you, how would they do so? What's the best way to do so? Well, care of Rikers Island, cell number 135. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> We're supposed to have fun today, right? P.O. Uh, box. Uh... <laughs> P.O. box. Um, yeah, you can get, you can email me at, I'm going to rip you off at gmail.com. Oh, I get now, you can go to, uh, you can send it to, um, Stephen at creditsuite.com. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N at creditsuite.com. Uh, if you don't want a particular talk to me, but just maybe somebody here, you can go to info at creditsuite.com. Uh, I'm happy to talk to anybody. We love helping people. I talk to people that, that literally cannot afford our program, are not quite ready, and I'll spend hours talking to them because I love when they come back six months later and say, oh my God, my business is booming. Thank you. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. Giving without expecting anything in return, man. It is so powerful, right? It is. I love it. I love it. It comes back tenfold. So uh, Stephen Weibel, again, with Credit Suite. Go check him out, creditsuite.com. Obviously, there is a lot for us to learn. And honestly, I'm curious. If you listen to this today and you gain something from it and you went out and did something about it, I'd like to hear about it. And I think Steve would as well. So please share with us. And um, as always, if you like what we share with you, if you like our podcast, please don't keep us a secret. Share, share, share. Let us be known to the rest of the real estate world uh, because we just want to continue to give back and we want to continue to attract guests like Steve who just want to give. And uh, Steve, it's been a pleasure chatting with you. This has been fun and thank you for sharing today. Jeff, I really appreciate having me on. This is the very first, I have to tell you, I do five of these a week. Very first one for real estate agents. I was so excited when I saw you. I went, yes, because that's <laughs> my world. That's right. that's right. And it's a hard world to break. I'm amazed at how many real estate agents, and I get it. There's no time. You're always busy. You're answering the phone at night. You're answering the phone. You know, nobody, there's no such thing as weekends in the real estate agent world. Right, right. right? It doesn't exist. So yeah. I'm, I was so thankful to see. That's why I was, when I saw Friday, I'm like, yes, Friday's open for me. I can spend as much time as I need to. So thank cool. you so much. And I want to thank your audience for listening to me ramble on here at, at 500 miles an hour. Nope. It was great. We appreciate you and uh, we look forward to uh, hopefully staying in touch. You got it, my friend. All right, man. Take care. Lab Coat Agents Podcast.